Welcome to This Is Real Life with Jen Blossom, where we talk all things that make us most uncomfortable, from abuse to addiction and trauma to recovery, nothing is off limits. My guests and I will expose the parts of ourselves that hold the most pain and share the freedom that is possible. This is Real Life. Okay. All right, family. So this is my, I say this, I think I say this with a lot of you like, this is my really good friend, but like, you're like my really, really good friend. This is Kaylee Reed. And I've known Kaylee for, oh, how many years? I don't, uh, a lot. A lot. We'll just say a lot since we were probably like, you were, you were what? 20, 21. I, I think I was like 23, 24. You, um, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So tell us how, oh, yeah. tell, so how, how, how did we meet Kaylee? We met in, um, an orientation yeah. for special education. Is that where we met? Now? Yes. I thought we met in the one-on-one cl- or in like one of the early classes. No, I think the, the orientation was before that class. Cause that class was one of the prerequisites. So the orientation, I think. My like whole life is disassociated. So I believe you over I myself. I think so. Because I remember thinking, okay, this girl looks normal. This girl looks like we connect. Oh gosh. Like we, and then like, I saw you look at me and we were both like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're like, cause, cause we're, well, hold on. Cause when you become a special ed teacher, what you learn is sometimes people, a lot of the time, people with special needs who are more probably highly functioning, they, you know, they want to give back. And so they also want mm-hmm. to become special education instructors. Mm-hmm. However, um, that doesn't leave room for like a ton of friends because I'm not, we don't vibe, right? Like we're not like right Haley and I would vibe mm-hmm. because we're both typically developing human beings. Yeah. If I that mean, makes that's sense. Fair. That's I'm fair. trying to be politically correct yeah. because that's a part of my story that I'm I'm not easily offended. And I I probably <laughs> I, I offend more than um than the typical person probably. However, that is the one thing that is is a no-no for me, is like going and like talking, like not knowing how to speak about disabilities and stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe because it was ingrained in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, oh, for sure. So we ended up being both of us getting jobs um, as special education instructors. Yes, yes. So we went through all the class. You were my partner throughout our whole yeah. special education de- ordeal. And then we both got jobs. And, you know, listen, we're both paying for college. We're both yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, working. Work, yep. We're both trying to, you know, have a personal life, but we're both trying to get our credentials. And then we went and got our master's together. Yes, we so did. we, and you know what's so so sweet to me is because my family did not, both of our families did not come to our master's graduation. No, it no. was just her husband and my husband and each other. Yeah. So and like and I'm sure they were bored to death, but God bless them. Like, I mean, at least we did it. We did it just because no, it was a uh, it was no, a journey, I, and we did it. I and, you know what for me like I the ceremony sucks because it was long and I was bored yeah. and whatever, but like. I love the photos and I love, I, do too. I love when they, um, what do they do? They put, 
Yeah, that maybe was like a it's like a dream. Like <laughs> it's like a dream. You pro- I probably paid like a million dollars to like have it. Just but like a, mm-hmm. when you're a master of something, it's yeah. a color. Yeah. It's a color yeah. and you wear it over your black suit that you got when you were got your BA. Yeah. It was just important for us to at least do it to celebrate all the work we had put right. in and all the years because it was you know, journey with all the different right, and then and, and I think at the end, you know, you're you're doing your your last project, right? Your like yeah. research project, and so it was cool to be done with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, we got a little pay raise, yeah, because yeah. you know yep. we got our masters. So, um, yeah. okay, and then you got married. I got married. I had met. I remember sitting in your car talking about. I do too. My husband Josh at the time before he was your husband. Yeah, when I was like, can I date this guy? He's younger than me. Like, I probably can't. And I was do like, it. hell yes, you can. <laughs> you can date a younger man. And eventually it worked out. It worked out. Eventually. It, eventually. It's like this, you know, like all relationships. All the reasons I was nervous about dating a 23-year-old at the time. I mean, I was 25, so it's not that big. <laughs> now it doesn't matter at all. At all. But but back then, like a 23-year-old Age is a big difference when you're younger. Yeah. Very different. Right. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. And then, um, so I got a job at like in Saddleback Valley mm-hmm. at a, a, a high school mm-hmm. and okay. So that's the difference. My, um, yeah. degree was in mild to moderate, mm-hmm. um, disabilities. Yeah. Yours was in moderate to severe. Yeah. Cause I've been doing autism for years prior. That's right. So, that's right. um, I that got like your passion. You wanted to work with mainly yeah, I mean, I, I love and they all were special cute. needs for my whole yeah. life. And they're you know? super cute, yeah. like the little ones. They, yeah. Like the older ones. <laughs> I know, love the like, older ones, Well, too. no, no. They're my yeah, people. They're my, they're my, they're my they, people. Not they're my favorite. I don't want to say that, but No, I no. They're my, I'm just saying that, like, anyone that going population. through adolescence mm-hmm. is not, like, yeah. I mean, adolescence is goofy. It's a goofy yeah. time, so, It's you know. a precious, precious time. My, I, I miss that. I just... I know. Just talking about it, I miss... Mm. I do. I miss teaching kids, but there's different ways. I miss the fantasy of it. Mm, okay. There it is. Mm. Okay. Because real life in a public <gasps> school with 21, 22, mild to moderate, which is mostly moderate, but they don't want to be called moderate to severe. Mm-hmm. So they're very low. Like it's not yeah. high, you know, higher functioning yeah. uh, disabilities. That's not fantasy. It's really hard mm-hmm. and it's yeah. very lonely and it's, yeah. it's a struggle bus because you're no one's giving you what you need no. in terms of help. And yeah, so anyways, teachers are amazing. Special ed teachers, teachers are amazing. And you know what? Special ed teachers deserve more money. They well, deserve to make more money. I, yeah. I feel like we work a lot more. Well, hazard pay. Oh. And we'll explain why. We'll get there. <laughs> um, okay. So then, and then you, so what you did though, because you uh-huh. were still, you were in Costa Mesa. Yeah. And I was down here because we were in Laguna. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job down here. And not that it's like that far, but uh-uh. so you got a job in elementary school. Yes. Right. Straight off, coming right out of um, yeah. finishing school. And it was so exciting. And um, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the kids. I loved the parents. It was beyond challenging. Don't right. don't confuse that. But um, there's something so special about it in helping these kids. Right. But it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, what is like your daily, like, so tell, tell the people, what did it look like on a day, like on a Tuesday, um, walking into your classroom? How many kids did you have? That's funny, Jen. Cause like, it's something like I don't think about often yeah. anymore just because of everything, uh-huh. but it's still something that especially lately after going through doing work on myself, mm-hmm. I can look back and, um, remember there was so much joy in it. So Daily, it would be I would show up probably first 
person on the campus just to get things done before the day started. Because once one student enters the school, like I feel like I'm There's on, no it's downtime. ready, let's go. So it's working on setting up your classroom, preparing um, the schedule for the day, preparing, um, working on IEPs. That's the <clears> issue, <throat> people. It's not the teaching, it's the paperwork. It's the paperwork. So there's, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of stuff that goes into that um, and getting your head right. You know, whether for me, it was like spending, you know, a few minutes praying or in a devotional just to get your heart and your head right and set your intention for the day um, so that you can greet those kids with the best energy that you have. But um, these kids, I mean, most of them are nonverbal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these, we're not talking like kids that come in and like are going to sit and like learn one plus two. We're talking... No, that's why you need to be ready to go. Yeah. You know, they come filing in. One could have um, some behaviors, which could be hitting, yelling. One of the kids could be all of a sudden have a bloody nose. That was my first day, day like second year of <sighs> teaching. And so you're just, you know, ready to put out fires, but also trying to maintain a calm classroom. And, and each kid has an individualized mm -hmm. education program. Mm -hmm. So each child in your classroom is working on different goals, different specific goals. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to manage everybody meeting those goals. Yeah. But you're one person. Yeah. And you may have a handful of amazing kids that listen and aren't mm -hmm. problematic. And then you can have the one who mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. is a tornado through your classroom. Yeah. And I mean, every year you have at least one or two, but you know, you're dealing with each student who's um, coming with his own challenges and also, um, has great things that they bring to the classroom, but you're trying to manage that and also encourage the good while trying to literally put out the fires. We also have a staff of, um, aides, great ones. If you're lucky, if you're lucky <laughs> that know what's going on. So you have a team that works in sport. And for many years I had some, uh, some great teams that was, that was there to help. So how people. many years did you have great years. <laughs> I feel like they were all, I would say, I felt like I loved them all. Um, the last year I was teaching ended up being really, really difficult because that's when I got injured okay. at work. Um, so that was the only year that I felt really struggled. And what month of the year was it? It was October. So it was very early in Fairly the year. Fairly early in the year. And the student who, um, not not made the injury, but the student that was involved with the injury, mm -hmm. um, was he always a handful? Um, yeah, but the thing is, when you teach special ed, like it could have happened at any moment. It's not just one particular student. I would say like it could have happened anytime. That's a good for, point, especially with autism is yeah, you're going to be triggered. These not, kids get triggered and then you're... On, yeah. And you know, and a lot of times they are aggressive because they, they can't they don't have the words to say, I am Communications, angry, I everything. am hungry, right? It's everything. So yeah. um, a basic skill is is happy or mad mm -hmm. or, and that's it. It's like black mm -hmm. and white. And when you're, when you're good, you're good. And when you're bad, you're bad. And you might be hungry or have to go to the bathroom. It could or, be something so simple. Or you wanted yeah. that color instead of that color pencil or whatever. Um, but the way that they communicate is through outbursts sometimes. And yeah. I mean, this, it wasn't an out of, the norm type of situation. And, um, it just, were you ever injured at your job before this specific injury? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what's too. funny. People like, Oh, you got hurt. I'm like, we're hit, punched, kicked every day, every day, you know, um, just trying to help these kids. Well, and we're trying to help them not mm -hmm. hurt 
other the, uh, other kids oh, or that hurt themselves. For me, I think was the hardest part of teaching on my heart is if you know someone else did get hurt injured because you feel so you're so so responsible for these kids. Well, there was this one time when um, and listen, I'm in high school, so these kids are now six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they still are behaving as like a Mm four-year-old. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they are, they're strong and there's hormones and all the things. And one boy, he was just overstimulated and and he was, he was a hard kid, but I just could, I could work with the hard kids. Absolutely. They were my guys. Like they were my people. And so, but you know, uh, he decided to lash out on me and he took his, his, like one of his things that he loved to do was sharpen pencils. And he collected a whole bunch of pencils and came at me like he was like legit yeah. going to kill me. I'm like smiling, but like I, I, it's just because I get but it. But like that is like mm-hmm. that is scary. No, mm-hmm. uh, that's the hardest thing and, when you're teaching special ed is um, these type of situations happen on the daily. Like all I the could time. list some stuff and people would be like, wait, that happened? Oh, yeah. And then And then you're supposed to just go back to your classroom and teach, but there's no like... No one's offering any support, Post-traumatic any stress. No, nothing. Help. No one's... Sometimes nothing. no one even checks on you. Sometimes, oh. you know, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, no one. No one you cares. Know, so it's not... And you're putting this blood, sweat, and tears in it into your job. Um, so when I got an injury that I do, that took me out eventually. Um, it was really hard on my heart, not to even, not to feel the support because there's been, oh. there was a hundred other instances where I like was able to jump in and bounce back mm-hmm. at least physically. Yeah. I, um, that's another thing, you know, and I don't even know if it's a public school thing or whatever, but like mm-hmm. we as teachers want to see progress in our students. Oh, like course. there's joy in that. that. Uh, in life, we want to see it in ourselves. Totally. The students, we want it for their parents. Totally. Well, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You're constantly disappointing somebody. Mm-hmm. Some kid acts constantly. out. And the, the principal's mad at you because you didn't make it stop before it escalated. Or then the parent is mad at you because you, mm-hmm. it's always mm-hmm. us and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, on this per- particular day, tell us what happened. And what grade was the student? I won't give too many details because it it was just, I'll just say that it was just a kind of a normal day. Normal day, yeah. Um, chain reaction. I'll just say throughout everything, I ended up um, dislocating my knee and tearing some stuff in my knee, and it okay. was so that's a big injury. Horrific. Okay, that's a very very big injury. Yeah, but my mindset at the time, because like I rarely miss school, rarely miss, you know, like unless I was really sick yeah, hard um, up until that yeah. point. Cause well, you know, it's your classroom and it's your, it's you your, know, it's, these kids, you know, yeah. the, so you're usually always there. So when that happened to me, even though I couldn't walk, I remember sitting in like a wheelchair and thinking I'm, I'm going to, I'll be back tomorrow, which is so crazy. How, how in pain were you? Oh, it was insanely painful. So did the nurse like, how yeah, did yeah. You, so like so what the happened? principal was there, a few people were right there and saw it happen. And oh, then, they saw it happen. Yeah. And then, um, and then took me to the office and then eventually someone drove me to, um, the doctor and then it started down the rabbit hole. So with, um, special ed in the district, you're on workman's comp and sometimes it's great. A lot of times it's not because there's a system and the system really does not work for you. And when you don't 
understand what's going on. And especially if you're in my mindset of like, oh, I'm going to go back tomorrow. You're not thinking like, oh no, I need to go get second opinions and yeah, X, I need yeah. to make sure. So, you know, I went and they said, okay, you can't work for six weeks. And I'm like, six weeks to me, that sounded like an eternity. And then had to go physical therapy and all this stuff, hoping that that could just repair the damage that had taken place. But, um, I remember I'd got, been going through this physical therapy and my knee wasn't close to being good. And then I went, they, the doctor said, yeah, you need to go have more. I remember going over there to, to the physical therapist to sign up for more. And they're like, oh, that's not approved. So to me, I didn't understand what that even meant. So they wouldn't, so you, the doctor tells you what you need. If there's another board that gets the paperwork and says, oh, she really probably doesn't need that. That's never seen me. Doesn't know anything about me. So then, and so I thought in my mind, I thought, oh, cause that must mean the doctor doesn't mean I need it. No, I needed to continue physical therapy probably for a, a few more months, time. but the district didn't want to pay for it. It wasn't, it's not about, it's workman's comp. It's this whole oh. other crazy, but so anyways, um, they said, and I ended up going back to work with a knee brace thinking okay. like that's normal. Okay. I must be good enough to go back to work. Um, when really it's like, no, you need to. And back then I wasn't thinking, you know, really take care of yourself. You're thinking about your kids, the guilt you feel, the guilt you feel for not for leaving your job or leaving these people in the lurch, even though you're at home, you know, on yeah. the couch in horrible pain, it's nothing you can control. No. I had, you know, I heard different people saying like, oh, she's milking it. I'm like, why would you milk it? Like, there's nothing you can do. That is so painful. Oh yeah. When, when you've never shown any sign of being that type of person ever, but you know what? You learn so much through that of like, that's a part of down the road when we get to that point of taking those thoughts captive and trying to remember like your truth and everything. Um, that yeah, did because, change eventually. Because, well, I mean, listen, I can't even, yeah. I mean, if I'm out with the stomach, I remember thinking the only time I can stay home is like, if I'm literally puking. Totally same. Same. So like I was there, if I had a migraine, I was there, if I, mm -hmm. I had to be there, there mm -hmm. was this sense of, I mean, you have all of these kids like, and listen, getting a sub for a special education classroom, can you imagine just throwing mm -hmm. in a, a random sub and like, no one knows all these kids and all the issues and whatever, and whatever happens while the sub's there, like you're somehow, um, at fault for it. Well, that's the thing I would get text messages or calls, you know, of things that had happened and there's nothing you can do. So it was kind of a relief to go back and just get back to what I was doing. But, um, long story short, um, few months into it, my leg had atrophied crazy. What does like, that mean? That means the muscle in it was gone just because I was compensating with the other leg for so much. And I didn't know that I wasn't getting, doing the Wait, things Wait, hold I on. Did, did you have pain meds? Like, how are you, how are no. you getting through the day? Um, you, no, no pain meds. You, not at that point. So you were no ibuprofen? Like, what are you doing? I'm sure I probably took that every once in a while. You're just, you're just doing it, you okay. know? You're, that's why you're compensating with the other leg. Um, you're trying to get this, this one stronger. Um, but you're not, I did not know at that time that I needed to get more medical help. Cause you're just, especially when you're teaching, you go, you teach, young. you go home, you rest. You're young. you're young. I was young. And I was young. I was like, healthy before that. I was like training for a half marathon, you right. know, it was fine. And it's like, how bad is bad enough? Yeah. Like how bad is bad enough to like stay home? Exactly. So you're doing it. So a few months down the road, another incident with this student happened, which could anytime. And I, my knee snapped. I remember hearing like a few things like, and I was like, oh no. 
And I like was hold. I remember standing up and like just flexing my knee and being like, oh no. And I was trying not to cry. And then I was like, do I deal with this? But again, you're still dealing with that. I'm not going to go tell someone that something's wrong. I did that day. Um, and then right minute I said it, I started crying because you're just like, I know yes. what happened last time and I don't know what's going to go with this one. You're just so unknown. Well, and, and six weeks on the couch yeah, at home no. is hell that, on earth that's to not, people like us. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll feed up yes, to it. Okay. So then, um, anyways, that journey, that started a journey of going to the doctor, being off again. Um, How long did the doctor take you off this time? It was indefinitely until we started that we're figuring out like that I was probably going to need surgery for that. But then I, there were some important things that I felt like I needed to be part of at the school. And um, some people at the school were like, okay, well, if you, we can come get this done. If you can, you know, handle it. I'm like, sure. It's just, it's just my knee. That's, but that's your like thought. It's more not just a knee friend. Well, and you know, to learn that like these people that you thought like actually cared about you, like they're just wanting to get things done. Things done. Yeah. They're and not I really worried about no. you. I mean, really after I exited as well, it's like, all right, where's the new, where's the, where's the new meat? We just need someone to fill the shoes. They're and not, I still, they were concerned with me. No, because I, these are my family at that point and yeah. my friends. So anyways, um, I went back for a little bit and then I couldn't, I, I was not supposed to be there. Like, um, cause if I did something more to my name, like I didn't know what was gonna be any worse than I've already done. Mm. So then with workman's comp, you are just waiting and waiting and waiting to see when they're going to schedule your surgery, how long it's going to take, the paperwork. Did you get to pick the doctor? Um, kind of. I ended up, I was able to eventually, well, I don't think I did with this one, but I ended up with a better one that I, I ended up really liking him. Um, and so long story short, in between all of this, I'd gotten engaged, got married in a knee brace, um, went on my honeymoon in a knee brace. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it wasn't a honeymoon like you're thinking a honeymoon, but... Um, wait, what do you mean? Like we, we ended up going, went to Turkey, but it was, I, and it was my family. I was in a leg brace. So it wasn't well, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, how are you having like mad passionate sex when your knee is on fire and like you want to die? That's probably a different podcast. Okay. But like, like, well, listen, that's like the only, you have to get creative and oh. you have to, well, that's, I'm like, okay, that's a whole other, but no, but I mean, just like in, in, that's in, what I'm telling you, you weren't, you're, you're not. Yeah, so, so your life is legit, like not being lived to its fullest because of this injury. Right. And, but at but that time I just thought I'm going to get the surgery. That's right. It's going to be um, fixed. It's going to be fixed. And right after that, I thought I was going to go back to teaching. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was going to go back to teaching. And right, so, we just spent a million dollars and a million and hours and all this. And so, um, so I was waiting. So I finally get the surgery in, uh, I think it was November. So this is a year after the yeah. initial. Yep. Yeah. And my knees so atrophy. I mean, my leg, they were such different sizes. I remember this. that like it was in terms messy. of like, it was like no muscle. No. no. So it was like, it was like bone. It, it was, was just like bone. skinny, skinny little leg. I'm skinny. sure I picture somewhere. So I got that knee surgery thinking that'll fix it. Um, after that did a lot, you're home for, I think a couple of weeks on the couch with like one of those leg machines doing all the things. And then, um, then we were hoping that that would just be enough. So then after that, long story short, I realized it wasn't, went to another knee doctor. Um, 
to clean up, there was like a hole underneath my kneecap and to <laughs> get some, my knee fastened down more. So it was more intense surgery. Okay. So I get that surgery done, um, thinking, okay, this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so, I feel so emotional through this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, people from school are calling, when are you coming back? How's it going? You know, I'm thinking soon I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I thought the first surgery I'd be back in like three or four months, mm. <clears throat> which is still a long time. It is a long time. Like that was tops. Like I was coming okay, back. Hold on. Are you getting paid? Kind of. You're getting something, like, but not really. You're it, getting something, but let's just say it cost me way more than you ever end up getting through workman's comp or into this. Like I, no, no. I'm that gonna, like you do get paid. Me. I'm going to say this, but it's not what you think. And it's not what you deserve to be paid especially when you are the one who got injured at work doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. 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 That is so unjust and it just drives me It really is. And you grapple with it and it's hard because the people in your life see it and they want, you know, you to have some kind of justice, but it it's life and it's like, life's not perfect. Life is hard. (laughs) Life is hard. It's not perfect. You could be doing what you're supposed to be doing. You could be working in special ed and something happens and you're taken out. So after the second surgery, a few weeks after that, the pain was insane. And like I started having, um, like my whole leg was being electrocuted. It's the weirdest thing. It feels like literally you're being like lightning came and hit your leg. I remember walking and being like, what is that? Like it takes you down because it's, you're literally, it's a bolt of lightning. It's, and it's like, it's like, um, like a shocking pain yeah. rather than like a dull pain or an ache. It's like a, it's a mix. Okay. It's like all of it in one. It's the craziest Sorry, thing. I feel like I need to readjust. So then, um, I remember I was at like a women's retreat and someone touched my knee just gently, really nice. Shouldn't have been a problem. And I remember looking at her, like, what did you just do? Uh-huh. Because the pain that was a, that ha- came from that was like the I was like why was that so horrific and I was still on pain meds at that point. Um, go down the road, figure, re- go to the doctor, telling him all my symptoms. So hold on, so this is now anytime anything touches your knee. Yeah, but or is it, it random at this time? Anything, but I had a knee brace on. It was constant pain because everything was always touching my knee. Okay, but so it was it was constant. It, oh yeah, it was but, constant. But then there would be like jolts of like way worse. And yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. You didn't know. And so I started getting really scared in my heart because I was like, this doesn't feel right. doesn't feel normal. I feel like I went online and I was like Googling, like just had a knee injury surgery. Has anyone ever had these like, symptoms? Yeah. I, I didn't see people that said, yeah, I had this. And I read, i read it was, but I didn't see like, I wasn't, didn't remember like a name of us. Like, Oh gosh, that sounds like what I have. And I read it to my husband and he, the look on his face was just white just because we still like, I think this point was into our second year of marriage. And it's, I mean. And you're still in pain now. What a doozy. What a doozy. He's like, I really scored with this lady. Yeah. Like, welcome to marriage. Yeah. Um, My husband was wonderful during all of it, by the way, but it was, um, gosh, really hard. Yes. So um, we both said, no, that can't be it. And like pushed it away because I saw the fear on his face, which was the fear I was feeling. And so I went to the doctor and the doctor, I told the first person that came in the room, my symptoms. And I saw that person's face kind of go, Oh no. And then he left the room to get the doctor and the doctor came in. The doctor's like really flippant said, Oh, it sounds like you have CRPS. You know, that's just a 
it's something with your nerves, but he just made it seem like it'll go away. And I'm at that point, like the pain was so bad and leaving his, in his office, he wouldn't give me more pain medication. And, um, luckily because of, um, the workman's comp, I had another doctor's appointment that same day with my first knee doctor. Cause you had to see that one for some reason too, after it was just the whole thing. So I went to him and I told him what that doctor had said. And he goes, Oh no, he didn't give you anything. Cause with CRPS, you need to jump on that real quick. What does it stand for? It stands for, um, complex regional pain syndrome. And there's two types. One, you could just rent both. You can one, you can just kind of feels like you randomly get it and it could be kind of your whole body type of deal. Um, and then there's another type, which is this one that usually occurs when you've had an injury or like a cut. And if you see many, have a, um, my knee surgery is last one looks more severe and my, that's what mine was. So it was primarily centered in my knee at that point. Um, because of they, the surgery, because of the surgery. And so, um, he's like, Oh no, he gave me a prescription for pain medications, but a medication for, um, nerves to calm them down. Cause okay. CRPS can spread really quick. It okay, can get so, really bad. Okay, so, okay, hold on. So mm -hmm. they went into your knee and they cut something. What did they cut? Uh, well, they cut my knee open, but they also put in a cadaver tendon. But what I'm saying is like, yeah. so what was the, so why did you get CRPS right there? Well, that it's just saying CRPS is like this. No one knows all the reasons, but it's usually a lot it's of a times nerve it, it's issue. a nerve damage issue. So they're assuming that there was a damaged nerve while they were in surgery. Oh yeah. From like cutting, it could have been, you know, from the accident, it could have been all of the above. Because then I mean, but, it, it, you, we don't know where it, for sure it started either from the first surgery, the accident, this surgery, this surgery is the one that ignited exacerbated flame, yeah. it because I mean, I also think possibly putting someone's cadaver ligament in there could, my body was like, no, thank you. I see. You know, type of deal. Okay. So that's what, so it wasn't pain from like just recovering from knee surgery. No. It was pain from, it's a different syndrome that causes excruciating pain that feels like shocking and um, like lightning bolt. And it started burning in your yeah. knee. Yeah. 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 Okay. And it, CRPS itself is category, is like the highest of high on the pain scale of anything you could ever have. Okay. So when someone so, says they have CRPS, you're like, okay, you know, this person's going through how it. How are you, like, I don't even, like, how do you, like, wake up in the morning? I mean, it's like... How do you sleep at night? How oh. do you do all these things? So that started quite the journey. Okay. So over the next two years, I was figuring out, I'm on so much medication. Ew. I'm on narcotics. I'm on nerve medication. We're just increasing it. You know, we're taking um, stuff for anxiety, um, start going through depression. But there was like, I still can tell you, like I felt joyful through some of it, but it was just a roller coaster be through it you all. You were trying. I was trying, I think, yeah. And well, I, I think have because Lord. of your like, just, mm -hmm. but like just your background and your personality, mm -hmm. like you'd already had been through things prior to this right. that you could like pull back on. Like, okay, I know that there is joy in mm -hmm. somewhere in there. Like, how can I, you know, what can I think of now? Because this is so painful, but I, I can pull from different experiences. Like oh, you, had, you had a plethora of, you know, this wasn't like your first time ever being, um, 
emotionally, mentally, or right. physically in right. pain. So you you had been through that. So you had a collection. Yeah, of, and to me, I didn't think this was going to be forever. Right. Uh, we and were so, going to figure out absolutely. a solution. We were going to take this medication. We we're going to calm it down. We we're going to find different answers of how to fix so this. So two years go by and you're, there's no, no fixing. No fixing. It's gotten worse. Like, um, So now what you say it's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. So now what does that mean? That means it's like down my leg, starting to go to the other leg. Okay. Um, so now you're not only just having pain in your knee, mm-hmm. you're having pain down your knee. Down my leg, into my feet, into my other knee. Yeah. Into your other knee. Yes. Yeah. And so, <sighs> and that's the scary with CRPS. And that's, you know, it's the time where I was hoping to be having a baby and doing all right. that stuff, which is like, that didn't even, at that point, you start um, kind of trying, starting to die to that as dream. being an option and a dream and talking yourself into like, because, that's okay. Because you can't barely take care of yourself. How would you take care of a kid? Or yeah, because, because we can't take care of yourself. Yeah. You're in so much pain. You're on all these medications. Oh, that's right. If um, you get another surgery cut into yourself, that could very much jump the CRPS to that area. So let's say you ended up having to have a C-section. Yep. The, the chances of the CRPS now moving, not only continuing all down your leg and everything, but now it could jump to the abdomen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and with CRPS scary. now, you've, yeah, we'll get to that. But okay. um, so there's all those scary things. But at this point, you're just surviving. And um, there's also really sweet moments in that of like, you're just clinging to the Lord. You're trying to believe the truths of like, okay, Lord, you're going to get me through this. I might be in the pit. I need your help. Like, I'm not, I go to, you go to bed. But with CRPS, as it kept going, like, I couldn't. I have a dress on today. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't wear pants. I couldn't have anything touch my leg. I couldn't. Um, I all this, yeah. 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 And now I remember just being so like, like I just, I didn't even want to look at the knee because I knew that like it was. You, yeah. I, and it's like, don't. And then you would like brush. Like I actually just walked by her and I like. T- patted her knee like to like say oh I'm so happy I have you and then I was like oh yeah oh no I just yeah. touched her knee because that would just make the it would just make the pain so much worse yeah yeah so much I mean it's an understatement and it, you know so you I, were afraid to you know get pregnant so you're a fear I was of afraid that. to be in you're, public because oh you know in if public someone, if someone sat next to me I was in crowds uh, the anxiety uh, was high 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 because I have to keep going keep yeah. talking because if someone just brushed up against me. It wouldn't just like, oh, it hurts for a second. It's like that could start a chain reaction for the rest of my day. For I the remember week that. To like, um, and it sounds so crazy and it sounds so unbelievable. No, because listen, do you know how many, I, I just don't think that people realize, like, listen, getting in and out of the car, how many times has the door come and like hit you? Or So many things, getting dressed, your towel, like a, a friend's Someone walk in church, your someone's dress hits my leg, or they need you. To, right, they're like, or in a movie theater, they're like trying to pass Anything. you by. There's so many things. So, um, anxiety was high with that. And did so you ever struggle with anxiety and depression before that? Um, yeah, yes, I definitely had anxiety. That's an th- from that, and I didn't from different things. Okay, so you you could recognize that's it. another talk we can. Have. I know. I just <laughs> I I, I want to stay on topic. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, you know, that's the thing about our lives is like it's so interweaved with all of the other things. That's why when I have people on, it's like this, the reason that when this happened to you, that the the injury, the reason that this happened to you um, at that point in your life, you had already had so much more life experience. And that's, you know, some people that will like get an injury in their 50 and they've never had 
gone through big, pain or had and something, it's, yeah. you know, it's more traumatizing. I mean, it was, well, tra- yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, cause mm-hmm. for me, I, I have my faith and I believed, okay, God, you're, you've got me here. You're going to get me through this. Um, not just saying, not saying that like, it was really hard emotionally. Well, and I remember thinking, okay, like the Lord says, ask for anything mm-hmm. in my name and it will be given. I'm like, okay, well, I just asked you to heal Kaylee's knee. Yeah. I mean, uh, there were so many times of prayer and yeah. I mean, even going for prayer for me was so terrifying because yes. people want to touch the area that, that is, is injured. Yes. And I'm standing there and I'm, there's been times where I feel like someone touched it. And I'm like, okay, Lord, is this what we need? But my legs convulsing because of the pain that is going on. But the person's probably thinking like, the Lord's working. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, maybe he is, <laughs> but it hurts. Wait, that's amazing. Like, oh, look at this puzzle. You know, like, like, but I'm like, it's good like, no. it hurts. No, no. Um, yeah. So all the, I'm at this point, I'm, you know, trying to find answers. And um, another friend had mentioned that another woman he knew had had also CRPS from, I think she had an injury too. And she had gone to this person in Tennessee to use, um, clinical hypnosis to start to retrain her brain. Cause when you have CRPS, the brain, your nerves are misfiring. They're telling your body that there's way more damage than there really is. So your brain's shooting back saying that, Oh, you're in so much pain and it's just this train reaction. And if you're in pain for so long, your brain just, you hear the word pain and it just yeah, probably exacerbates it. Yeah, you know, you're sure. associated. So um, we're going into how powerful your brain is um, coming up. Great. You know, stuff we love. Um, so I had spoken with this woman. She was a delight and a gift. And she had actually gone and trained with the person who helped her um, either calm down her CRPS or almost put it into remission. So basically, okay, hold on. Yeah. I had a question and it just went away. Oh, how common is CRPS? Um, I don't know how. It's not super common, but it's common like enough because I'm hearing it a lot more and more and more. I think it's one of those things. It's such a crazy thing that people don't talk about it and don't know that there's other people out there. I have. I think it's coming up more and more where you can have friends that and people you can connect with, especially Instagram's great. You know, look at those hashtags and you can find people who are going through what you are. Well, that's what I hope to, I hope to, uh, hashtag this one. Yeah. Cause, cause there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Look at me. I, here, here, okay. Here comes the hope. Here it is. Here comes hope. Great. Cause I mean, let's get to the, let's get to let's the get happy to the nice stuff. stuff and, cause like this was like really sucky. Yeah. Cause you know, these tools that I eventually learned can help someone that's in the pit season that I was. So anyway, this woman, um, I spoke with her and she had gone, gone, gone and gotten trained by, um, this, um, clinical hypnotherapist, clinical hypnosis therapist in, um, Tennessee and named Ron Esslinger. You can look that up. He's awesome. And so she was doing it here. So it'd be like having a week long intensive where you're seeing this person, um, a few hours in the morning, a few hours in the afternoon to start to retrain your brain okay. and teach you these techniques through breathing. I, it's clinical hypnosis, but I liked it for my, I like to call it like medical meditation. Perfect. Because it's okay. more of when you're thinking about it, that's kind of more of the jam that it is. So after speaking with her. Because hold, because listen, mm-hmm. when you've already tried the drugs, and then you've already tried like all the other things. Yeah. Like you're you're willing to try even like the the weird stuff, well, right? The stuff the word that hypnosis. Hypnosis. Yeah. you think of the fair. 
You think the of, county fair where yeah. like the girl's like, you're a kitty and you're like, like yeah, like you, you, all the things pop into your mind. And even as a Christian, it kind of has like, could have like a weird connotation okay. mm-hmm. to controlling your mind type stuff. Um, and so after speaking with her, I felt called that if I was going to do it, that I was supposed to go to Tennessee and see that guy. So I had a phone call with him and it took me a f- few months to like uh, agree and say, I'm going to do this because it got so bad. I'm like, we've got to spend the money and just try. So, this too. so you're, you're, um, not being treated by him. You're learning it. No. So I, I was still deciding if I was going to go see him and get treated. I see. So then I make the decision to go, go see him. And, and is, get it, is it a one-on-one treatment? It's thing? a one-on-one treatment. Wow. Um, and it's a full week. So my mother-in-law went with me because at that point, like traveling with CRPS. Yeah, how are you going to do that? No, you don't. And one, it's, I don't feel like sometimes it'd be super safe because one, I have a still an injured knee on top of CRPS. Plane rides, terrifying because the whole bump, so many things. So she went with me and I um, started going through the the program with him. How did, were you like anxious about? Oh, of that? course, anxious, but so hopeful. Okay, so hopeful, and I'm like, because I felt like God was calling me to go try this. It was something we got to do. My husband was so supportive, and like, yeah, we we got to try it. At least, try especially it, yeah. because it wasn't drugs. You know, it wasn't because a lot of the other treatments are will pump you full of stuff, and not that I am against that. When you have this, you're like, let's try it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I feel like around day three, I started to feel like a little bit more. So what is like? So what does that look like? Like for eight hours a day? What like what are you doing? So you're it's two hours. I think it was two or three hours in the morning and then two or three in the afternoon. And what does that look like? What does that look like? Okay. So it looks like <laughs> first of all, you're you're learning all about your brain. Okay. Because I, it's so important for you to understand how your brain works before you're going into just doing the hypnosis. So you're learning that your brain works in pictures. You're learning that, Mm. um, that you can retrain your brain to, you know, stop misfiring, to grow new pathways and neurons and all these things. Neuroplasticity is a huge, that's it. The fact that your brain, you're, you're constantly Mm -hmm. evolving. We had once be, we had once thought that like, oh no, you hit a certain age, your brain stops, uh, maturing or you, you know, Mm your body. No, no. The, the pure fact that we can, that we can actually lose weight and gain weight. That's showing you that our body Mm -hmm. changes. We can learn new things, even if we're old, Mm -hmm. all of these things got the scientists thinking about the brain. What they've learned is that you can create new pathways. And that is why therapy, Mm -hmm. I'm so big in terms of emotional and physical and sexual abuse, like Mm -hmm. to go to therapy and then do the EMDR, which we're going to have another thing talking about EMDR, but, um, cause there is hope there's so because much your hope. brain, mm-hmm. the way that it remembers pain mm-hmm. and trauma, you can actually help your brain not be as, um, scared or triggered well, by you, those you, memories. We're retraining it. That's we're right. retraining our brain to do things that are beneficial so, for our bodies, to heal our bodies, to yeah. all these things. And cause I'm like, man, if this could work for me, what else could it work in your life? And so you're learning that your cells have memory. You're That's right. All of these things. So that when you go into these sessions and you're learning breathing techniques, okay. um, which is so important because different for the breathing techniques can 
block those negative hormones, the cortisol. It could, girl, that, which I we have all need. Major issues with cortisol. That's you should be breathing, doing these deep breaths once an hour. Wait, can set we, your timer. We should do a um, like a show and tell. Yeah, like you should teach us. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay, um, absolutely. Okay, every, every especially moms. I'm going to talk to moms because. I know how stressful and hectic can get, but people living in chronic pain, you should be doing these breathing every hour just to start. It's, it's, it's special kind. Okay. So like, like <laughs> I love that you just did. Like usually just when you say take deep breath, we, we, we tighten up, but it's, it's the belly. It's the diaphragm. You're pushing mm. out your diaphragm, holding for three and then re releasing for six. So what that's going to do is that's going to ignite your vagus nerve, which tells your brain to start releasing those endorphins and serotonin, really melatonin. Great. I, I really it's need, amazing. I, I, I could really hey, use some of this. I could do a whole thing just on this. Perfect. You'll should, come back. Just because like you watch this, at least it would give um, just a starting point for people. And so, I mean, I think the word hypnosis, that's the funniest part. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it just has this connotation that it's like, Ooh, and like so, weird. Yeah. So but when, really yeah. it's just like, what does hypno mean? I'm tell you. Well, I'm going to say with, when you're talking about hypnosis, you're just bypassing that critical factor of your mind by just like, if I, if I have you in hypnosis, which we've done before, yes, you could have got up and gone to got a glass of water and like you, you answer yeah. your phone. You're not, you're not incoherent. It's just getting you to a calm place where we can bypass that critical factor. So we can really get to the root yeah. mentally to work deeper yeah. at retraining your brain. So yes. in a hypnosis session, we're using stories, we're using imagery, we're using um, poems, whatever it's, it's going to be to connect with you as a person and things that you need to retrain. Um, for me, we were working specifically for my knee, um, how it feels, how I'm thinking about it. So right when I, if I'm working with someone or talk to someone, I'm not going to drill the word pain. We're going to change it to what's your comfort level? How's your discomfort? Because anyone in a chronic pain, you've heard pain, 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 pain for however long All you're in chronic time. pain. Yeah. So your brain takes that and it rem it just keeps replaying that over and over mm -hmm. again and exasperates how you're feeling. So we're changing that to what's your comfort level. Mm. And you know, so you're using things like um, you're telling yourself, I'm comfortable and calm. But you're com you're trying to we're using a time so figuring out a time in your life where you were comfortable and calm. I see. And so we're going to be focusing on that memory. I see. And so um, I'm actually working on a, a something for a tool for everyone. I'm really excited about it. Uh, eventually, what we can talk about. Um, I'm that'll excited. Be, that'll be so helpful. Like okay, cool. That everyone can use very simply um, okay, cool. to help first recall those positive memories. And then, which will in turn, so what you think about your body reacts to chemically. Absolutely. And a lot of times it's really hard for us to even remember positive memories. If you've been through trauma or even you're in chronic pain or you're just momming, <laughs> it's <laughs> really hard just, uh, to like pull up like, oh, remember that time me and my husband? Nope. No, actually no. no. Or I remember my, my son was so sweet or, you know, whatever it is. Remember the time we had fun with my girlfriends? So, um, it's really important for us to have that arsenal That's of true. things we can look back on. That's and true. then also an arsenal of things that we're hopeful and can visualize and dream of for our future. So if you yeah. have those things together and you can easily pull them up mm. and think about that so that you can take those five minutes and breathe yeah, and visualize, so change the chemistry in your body, which changes that cortisol, changes your brain. And if we're focusing more on that, then we're going to change the way we think, act, feel, live, 
parent. It's interesting. I think that like to me, because I am like a mom, right? I just think, oh my gosh, well, who has time for this? You know? Totally. So, um, but I don't, I mean, that's, if you don't, change what you don't change. You're going to always have what you always had. Like you, there has mm-hmm. to be a change. And so you just have to figure out how bad you want it. That I was just going to say that. How so for bad? me, CRPS, like this thing that had to happen enough. or not, that was enough. And, but to think like, oh my gosh, what if I intentionally made time mm-hmm. every single day? Oh yes. Once, twice, three, yep. whatever, how many mm-hmm. times, what, how different my life would look. And I think, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. it's interesting, but I think like having that weekly therapy appointment for me, yeah, it, 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 it is, it is scheduled. Yep. So every week I get one yep. hour of like time that someone is speaking truth to me. Amen. I mean, it's about, yeah. it's about having, taking the time to it's heal. It's taking the time to heal. And that's and it's why not easy. It's, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you're not used, when you're a mom or you're or not used that. to taking time for yourself and seeing it as important, Yes. which this journey for me over the past five years, um, it's been longer with the CRPS, but, um, of learning and for you, mm-hmm. what is self-care? What does self-care look like? What's the importance of saying like, I need this. It's not just good for you. It's good for your marriage, Absolutely. your life, your it, job, your kids, your body. It bleeds into everything. Yeah. bleeds into everything. So going back to, I went to Tennessee. I started seeing results to where I could like start to kind of tolerate a blanket on my leg. Cause you got to remember at this point, like when I'm sleeping at night, I'm on my back always. The sheets are off of one leg. Like everything's critical and you're picking apart each little detail. So for t- t- me to tolerate a blanket on my leg was catastrophic. Yes. You know, even just changing your mindset to like, you can do this. It's going to be okay. Like anyone who's in chronic pain or has CRPS and knows like sometimes it's putting on a shoe or taking that step um, was huge. So I was so excited just to tell my husband and yeah. And also we used the power of prayer, like letting the prayers that people have been praying for you, let them in, thank those people. So Mm. like, once you really, when you're using your brain, the way God made this cool, awesome, our bodies and our brain, we're using it the way he's called us to, to take those thoughts captive. Mm. And he says to do it every day, Mm. people, not Mm -hmm. just once. You don't just go to the gym and work out once. That's a good point. And you look good. That's a good point. Um, To take thought every day because you're retraining your brain to do that. So, um, by the time I was done with the week, I was tolerating a lot more. I could touch it a lot more. I was a lot more calm, but then I came home and, um, because no learning how sensitive your brain is and stuff, like I kind of hibernated and I was using, I was on Instagram a lot Mm. up until that point, just, um, kind of sharing my journey here and there. Not, not a lot, but a lot more than I am now. Um, and then I kind of just kind of not shut down, but shut down because I was protecting what I had just been through. I also would have to assume that it was probably pretty emotionally exhausting. Exhausting. And I, even though you just learned that, you know, certain things affect your brain, I was still really scared because I didn't want someone to say, so your pain is gone. It's like, don't come at me with that pain word because I'm trying to retrain my brain not to think about it and to, you know. Because I mean, and as a friend. Yeah, everyone wants to. And mm-hmm. as a friend, like yeah. you can't, I mean, seeing your friend in pain yeah. and there's nothing mm-hmm. you can do. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Like bringing her like a chocolate bar and roses is not going to make her feel better. Like, so it's wonderful though. <laughs> it is wonderful. Listen, don't discount that. Cause I'm sometimes just, just saying like, I, I see know. you, I know you girl. It, that's, that's what I feel mm-hmm. like most. Cause you have really good girlfriends. It's mm-hmm. like, I hear you. I see you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And that's it because 
I can't, I, I can't do anything yeah. but be, just be. And yeah. Be. And that's, and you know, so if you do have someone who is going through chronic pain or, you know, honestly, almost anything in life, you see mm. someone isolating, push in. It's such a natural thing. And even for me to myself to push back and pull and be like, I'm going to go cocoon for a little bit. And mm -hmm. then when I'm ready, I'll come back out and be around people when instead it needs to be the opposite. Like you don't know how long you're going to be cocooning. You don't know how long things are going to take and those friends too. So pushing whether it's a text here or there. Yep. And that's honestly, it's a discipline because when your friend says, you know, kind of pushes away, like you feel like, oh, they just need that. Space. Or you feel like you must have done something wrong. Well, I must totally. have done something wrong. No. Like she doesn't want to talk to me. What did I do? What did I, totally. and a lot of times it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the other person. Always. And so always, yep. Just, Hey, Hey reach girl, out just thinking of you that's it or you know what i remember people um would just like just to send me like a heart emoji mm. that's all you need i love that, is that somebody thought about me that. for enough seconds and knew that my heart was broken or my knee was in mm -hmm. pain or mm -hmm. whatever it was to know that they were thinking about me no words just mm -hmm. a heart emoji or yeah a flower emoji whatever no, it's like so that good speaks, it speaks it says like i still see you i, I still love you I like think i'm thinking of you i don't get to see you as much as often, but like i love you I and know. it doesn't discount yeah. that at all and same with a lot of my friends so when i came back from tennessee which to me was like a magical trip there were so many things that happened mm. on that trip that i god made that trip for me mm -hmm. made that trip for me whether it was running into different um wonderful wonderful people with special needs that we connected you know like mm. those are things that were for my heart mm. that that the Lord gave me. And so I came home and that looked like I was meditating. I said meditating or using self-hypnosis, um, the CDs and um, sessions recorded when I was in Tennessee, four hours a day. I was doing at least four hours a day because I was working so hard to retrain your brain. So again, you can go and do the therapies, but it's like whatever you're going to put in, that's what you're going to get out. So to me, that was the most important. I didn't see a lot of friends because I mean, of course everyone would be like, wanting to know how are you doing, what had happened, but mm -hmm. I wasn't ready. I would see people here and there. I wasn't ready to share yet I because I was that. still working and it was really important. And that kind of spiraled into um, the next few years of being more at home again, I guess, more into myself because I'm still trying to heal. And I mean, but you know what? You need that. Your you body, need that. your Listen body needs rest mm -hmm. and it needs, um, it needs at the, and you know, in, in points of recovery, you just need time for you. And I don't know what that looks like for everybody. No, it's so different. Um, so not, we're not saying like, oh, you know, don't cocoon, you know, get out there. W what we're saying is, um, emotionally, you know, you're, you still have needs and, you know, the depression, yeah. it will take hold of you and suffocate you dead if it can. Oh, so Jesus. Uh, yes. So, yes. I mean, we're not saying not to do that, but like to allow, make allowances for people to love on you. Yes. Um, in That's spite you of say, your cocoon. Like if you're uh, going your through, if yeah. you're going through this right now, like open yourself up to be loved, but also, you know, take a moment and if you're learning to meditate or self-hypnosis and or medical meditation, you're going to learn. It'll give you opportunities to learn what you need a little bit more mm -hmm. and help you give yourself a voice. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're so in yourself, just trying to survive, it's hard to find that voice because you're so scared and you don't, you don't know. So if it's just telling people, which I did when I came home, I remember sending a text being like, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need. Can you please not say these words? Cause my brain, I'm trying to retrain my brain and, you know, communicate 
which can yes. be hard for a lot of us. And especially yes. if you've gone through trauma as a child. Um, but how did people respond to that? Great. Yes. Great. Because people just want to know yeah. if they, they just want to know what, what you need. They just want to know what you need. They're and not trying to be jerk offs. Like, oh, well then I'm going to go back and say all those words she told me not to say. No, no people genuinely want to support you. Yeah. So then I was able to, once I got some time under my belt and the CRPS um, started to get a lot better and better, I was still on medication, um, starting to try and wean off that. I feel like it took it took at least six months before I even started to wean off of it. Okay. Um, I feel like it was like a full, another year and a because half. Because you had taken it for so long? Oh yeah. You got to be very careful with weaning that off. And then I'm using meditation and, um, and then I decided... This works so well for me at this point. Okay. So my CRPS isn't gone. It's a disease. It's in your body. Um, it could flare up um, mm -hmm. or it could have like, um, I, I say remission, but for me, it's just more where it's more calm. Okay. Um, so I'm not, it's not perfect. It's not completely gone, but it's tolerate tolerable. Sometimes when I have a bad flare up, which usually says like I have a virus in my body, mm -hmm. I might need the first one to like, be like, someone's up girl. I hear you. Um, and, um, but so I learned, I, I was like, okay, if I, this helped me, I want to go help other people. Okay. So I went back to Tennessee and got trained and certified in clinical hypnosis and came home and was able to help my friends and so many people with, with that. And so I still meditate every single day, every day. How long? Um, I'll do, it could be probably like 15, 10 to 15 minutes to a half hour. Um, and then, so like, what's your comfortability level at this point? Um, like I'll say today, like I'm probably like at a two or one where I'm like, like that's comfortable, you know, where the, where we'll say pain is, is good. Um, but that can jump up. And what I've really noticed even, so we'll say more good news. So when I, after I got trained and I was working with people, um, I had the desire to be pregnant, but I still mm -hmm. felt like one terrified because we're still dealing with like if you happen to have a c-section um, right that that could be really catastrophic and is my body even good enough like i was still on pain meds um a little yes. bit here and there and and the nerve meds um and i felt like i was saying like that desire was on my heart i remember blowing up birth a candle and being like i want a baby oh honey cry but i still felt like it was a wish it's like a wish, you know? And so... How old were you at this point? How old was I? I was 34. Mm -hmm. And then... And um, you'd been wanting... I mean, this... You got married to have babies. And of the first four years of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, was not an... We, I mean, we went we went through it so much. So I was so off. Because again, with CRPS, I couldn't stand for very long because that would set it off. I'd have to put my leg up. It was crazy. But so I started um, weaning off medication and um, I ended up getting off all of it. Um, and I, I got really sick for a while. Mm. Um, and then the month after I was had been off it for a wee, not accidentally, I feel like it was like a God thing. I heard God say, you're going to get pregnant. Mm. And I was like, no way. And it was, it was like a, it was an unplanned surprise and that whole month before I took the test, I was like, I think, I think I got pregnant. Like that's bizarre. Like, it, cause it was just a one-time ordeal. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. It and, was a good one. Yeah. Uh, 
And her comfortability level on that day was zero. (laughs) So she was in the mood, family. (laughs) And so I remember when I had taken a pregnancy test before um, on a Sunday and then said, didn't say any, didn't say I was pregnant. And the next day I was like, I'm just going to take one more because I have it. Cause you know, they come in those packs and we're sitting in on the bathroom counter and then um, someone came over to borrow something. And then I went back to the bathroom, just picked it up just to like, Uh and it said pregnant. And I was like, I laughed. And then I was like, I said, oh, I said, I'm scared. God, I'm scared. I just, you know, pray. Like, I'm so scared. Like, you're so yes. excited. But then all of a sudden you're like, this is real. And mm-hmm. I'm so scared. Mm-hmm. I'm so scared. Mm-hmm. And so when, I, when my husband came home, I, I was trying to, you know, it wasn't like one of those things like, we're pregnant. Because he was, he was on the, you know. He wasn't like, we're trying to have a baby. It was, right. It was also very scary. You didn't even mm-hmm. have any early years of marriage of no, like nothing, wedded bliss. It was nothing. like, we just, we were a team working through something. So we had been joking the whole month that I was pregnant, um, joking. And um, <laughs> so then he had said something about it. We, I made a joke about pregnancy because I was waiting for him to like take, stop working. He had, the one night he brought work home. And then he's like, oh, he said something about, oh, when do you think that's going to happen? And I was like, I think October. You know, oh, shut up. And he's like, wait, wait, how do you know that? And so I brought all the tests that at this point I'd taken like four. Of course. And Spend like a, a fortune at CVS, yeah. like getting all the So um, at that point, I still wasn't feeling good already because I I was still just coming off everything. And then um, pregnancy was a doozy, like really, really hard on me. But but you stayed pregnant. But I stayed pregnant. I stayed pregnant. And you were pregnant. I mean, and yeah. you were sick and... Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, me too. That's, but, an, that's uh-huh. another story. Okay. But um, the good news is I was pregnant and... Um, were there any complications during pregnancy? Yeah. Okay, good. Great. Okay. <laughs> yes. Lots. But, um, <laughs> but we made it. Wait, why did I just sound like a smoker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and okay. when uh, my son Atticus, who's amazing and funny and sweet and, you know, also, also humbling because as yes. a behaviorist, when you have a child who's hitting kids in the classroom, you are like, dang die. it, <laughs> but he's amazing. And so, but when Atticus was born or the biggest thing, so we had all these protocols in place for someone who has CRPS, Perfect. there is hope for that as well. Cause okay. I went online looking everywhere, like pregnancy and CRPS. I found maybe two girls who had talked right. about it. And I was like, this is all we have to go off of. So we had a protocol and a plan on, in place. I was going to get an epidural early. Your OB was pain. in on it. Like you, yeah, had, it like, you had a team. Yeah, I talked to anesthesiologists before who was precious and all these things. So come to the time when I get my epidural early, um, waiting and waiting. We've we've been in the hospital since the evening. It's like one o'clock the next day, and my sisters are there. We're thinking, you know, mm-hmm. um, any minute they go down to the cafeteria to. Um, to get something. And we're thinking it's going to start progressing soon because we had had all the stuff going on and they were trying all the things, but, um, I wasn't dilating because okay. I had been having contractions for months, big ones. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't dilating. And so, um, we're thinking, I'm thinking I'm still going to have a vaginal birth at this point, but, um, oh, then all of a sudden, like all the doctors and people just, it was just me and Josh and we're looking at each other having a sweet moment. Yay. We hadn't even gotten like a cute pic yet, you know? And, um, everyone, all these people start rushing in, screaming stuff at me. And within, within five minutes from there, Atticus was out. So they just like rushed me to, it was terrifying. And so I had a C-section, but when I'm in the C-section, which is like your biggest fear, which is the biggest thing. And 
we didn't have time. So I'm laying on the table yelling, I have CRPS. We have a plan. I need, you know, like, yes. cause these people don't all have this plan. Cause I thought if we had a C-section, we're going to have time to talk through it. It and, would be planned. And my epidural had worn off. So, and I'm yelling between that. So they're figuring out, I'm yelling, knock me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, can you feel this? Yeah. Give me all the drugs. So anyways, um, it was very traumatic, but there was a beautiful doctor who was with me. She seems like just an angel talking me through mm. it. Josh wasn't even there. Um, and, but thing is I had a C-section yeah. and it was okay. Pain got pretty gnarly, mm -hmm. um, but it was okay. okay. I made it. Yes. It's okay. You can do it. Okay. You can you have survive. a baby. There's, there's things that you can put in place for it. And then, um, since I've become a mom, I've learned like how important it is one to, you've got to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Because even after that, like I didn't realize I lost all this blood and had no iron. And so mm -hmm. like I, you, when you're a new mom, you think that everyone can't walk around their house without passing out, you know, well, you, you don't know what you don't know. You don't yeah. Know you, you don't, don't know. know. So learning all those things, you need to advocate for yourself. And the past two years got Atticus's too, um, learning to be, um, for health mm. and wellness is just like such a passion I know for you too. Mm. Um, so I'm doing all so many different things. I could say, um, there's red lighting, for anyone out there dealing with nerve damage or inflammation is amazing. What That's, does that mean, red lighting? There's a red light and it's infrared light. Where do you buy it? I use the Juve. The Juve. J-O-O-V. Kind of sounds like a vibrator. <laughs> it does sound it's like that. Juvie. It's Juvie. It's, it's, it's a Juve. It's a Juve. If you look it up, it's awesome. So okay. um, that was my Mother's Day gift. It's kind of pricey, but... Um, but where do you buy this? This one's online. Like Amazon? Uh, I think you can do an Amazon or they have their web website. Okay. And what is this? You just stand in front of you it. You just stand in front of it. You stand in front I of it. I want to do it. Yeah. You can do in. So I do like five minutes at least a day in the front and the back. Okay. I need to look this mm -hmm. up online. It's awesome. Okay. So it also, it also like helps collagen, helps oh. all, so many good things. Well, I'm in for and that. And that light itself helps mood, everything. Oh. But for me, I had had a flare up after pregnancy because uh -huh. I, um, with nursing, I got so many mastitis. Oh God. That's another journey. Mastitis man. is so painful. Mm -hmm. I had mastitis like, constantly for like seven oh, months. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, sweet Jesus. That's so bad. So, <laughs> um, so what, my knee had flared up. But mm -hmm. when I started using the Juve, that helped so much within a few weeks. I am into the Juve name. It. So that's another good one. Um, things like glutathione, which the, yes. um, that's been huge for me for, um, that's a supplement. Pain. That's a supplement. Mm -hmm. Um, something recently in the past couple months is, um, coffee enemas. Okay. Coffee enemas is, is what you think it's you, you shove coffee in your butthole. Yep. Yeah. All right. And it sounds for me, I had ha bought the kit and I was kept it there for like yeah, you never months did it before, and months uh -huh. and I was so, so nervous. But once you get the logistics down, it helps mood. It helps inflammation. It helps clarity of I mind. Need, I need, I need a list. It's so many different things. I cannot rave about it enough. Um, cause there's different people I follow on Instagram uh -huh. who I trust for wellness and healing yeah. your body. One is, um, Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. She's like, I feel like my guru. Okay. I'm like, I'm like is she, she on Instagram? Yeah, she's on Instagram. And then there's another one. Um, I'm blanking on it right now. Anyone who knows, maybe there's a way to link all of it, but there's some other ones. Oh, there probably is. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. That um, just talk about, you know, healing your body. Because when you have um, CRPS or autoimmune or things like that, or just pregnancy and or getting ready for pregnancy, things to help inflammation in your body, um, it's so important. So 
Um, I was going to say, I said Lauren, because she's has a huge, uh, great explanation of the coffee enema and how to do it and the coffee in the system. And um, I trust what she says. Do you just buy any coffee? No, it has Perfect. to be organic. Okay. Um, and there's a particular one that I use I am that she so suggested. interested in this stuff. You know why? Because I didn't have physical injuries. My injuries were all emotional. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, however, my my, um, my brain still, and my, it, yep. it affects my body because Heck, my brain yeah, absolutely. is in pain. The memory creates that. Yep. Um, and so I used to be sick all the time. Yeah. Yeah. My immune system was, there was none. I was yeah. sick all the, because of the constant, uh, fight or flight, the constant yeah, cortisol, the constant adrenaline yeah. because of the hypervigilance and the, the anxiety and all this. I really had to get into health and wellness because I was yeah. falling apart and yeah. I didn't look like it, but I was falling apart. Falling apart. And your, your brain's so important. So so journey. what I'm saying to you yeah. right now is I'm into like, I think I want the lights. To, I want you to do it all. You okay. Know? Yeah. Can I... D- I mean, yeah. I, I would um, film the coffee enema for everybody, but I don't know if that would offend anybody. Um, Is that I offensive? Think, I think maybe it would be good just to show how to set it up. And then do just it, like do then it chat by about yourself. it after. Yeah. Okay. Because honestly. Wait, where, do you sit on the toilet? No. Uh, you set it up in your bathroom. For in me, your bathroom. honestly, it's now such a calming experience oh. and it feels like, like, a, like a few minutes for yourself. So oh. you're just... Once you put it in there, you're okay. only holding it for about 15 minutes. Okay. And it you really, just lay down? You lay down on your right side so that it circulates to your liver and cleans it out. Oh. Um, and so you're getting rid of so who, much stuff and emotions. Who thought of this? Like, you know, listen, I I'm know. just one day, I'm yeah. just going to see what happens when I do this. Yeah. I, I don't know. But, but we're going to go with it. That's why like, I when I, when you're on your wellness journey, mm. just start small. And I would start with meditation um, first to just to start getting your brain right because mm. your brain affects so much of your whole body health. Yeah. And then you can do these all at the same time, but the rest will start to follow because your body takes on what you're thinking about and your brain and your cells regenerate and every like thing, 30 month, 30 days. You so. know, what's interesting too, though, is just because you're not consciously thinking about them, this you're unconsciously thinking of these things. That's you, where the hypnosis right. and meditation comes in. So even though you're like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I mean, all those things that happened, they happened a long time ago. And I don't really, I'm not even mm-hmm. bothered by them anymore. And I'm so over it. I'm so healed. Um, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Your body still remembers. There's a book called The Body Keeps Score. It is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes. So healing, no matter what type of injuries you're mm-hmm. talking, you know, are yeah. coming from. Um, wellness is wellness. Get a therapist. Go talk to someone. Um, these things are. That's last year was a good big therapy year for me, but from other reasons that threw me into that. Okay. Um, and it's so important to have someone to talk to, someone to bounce off of, and then make sure you're filling yourself up. For me, mm-hmm. as a Christian in relationship with the Lord, like that's you know mm-hmm. some your number one self care. So if you're mm-hmm. you need to fill yourself with truth and you know, we're meditating on what's good and what's true. So that's part of like recalling those special memories, or I like to, you know, use colors and things that make you feel and affirmations. So like even I love the color yellow, you know, yellow makes me feel happy and energized. Mm. So throughout the day, you're going to be noticing the yellow Mm -hmm. and your brain's going to taking that on and saying, I'm happy and energized. intentional. 
so intentional. Yeah. And that's why like when you're saying like, you don't think that you're not, you're fine, you think you're fine, but you don't realize what your brain's doing. Mm-hmm. So when we are taking our thoughts captive and taking time to meditate mm-hmm. and change what we're thinking about and being more self-aware, so much happens. And well, then, I, mean, I mean, look, look at, at the, you. Oh. Well, no, I was going to say, look <laughs> at you. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. Like yeah. you went from not being able to put a blanket over your knee yeah. to having a baby. Yeah. And, and being a mom, being a mom. Yeah. and being a mom is exhausting. Yeah. And being a mom, things touch your knees and a spi- oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be clear, like, I'm not going to say my CRPS is perfect. No, I, don't I you're probably not going to come up and touch my leg no nope, you know I'm not um because it is still sensitive and but the fact that you can touch it I'm not going to lose my mind um if I have a flare-up maybe but um <laughs> like a bad flare-up yeah um you'll you'll know I'll probably tell you but um but I could have my son climb on my lap mm-hmm. I remember Aww. sleeping under my blankets for the first time and like as it I kept being able to do it. I don't take that for granted one day. Mm. When I'm curled up in my bed and my blanket, which is like the best thing, what a gift. What yes. a gift that I have. So it's nice to kind of look back sometimes to remember, but it's also mm. really important to set goals and yeah. to pray and trust God with like what's coming forward and then to share um, what you've been through. I I wish I could like just help everyone who has CRPS or chronic pain which hopefully with what I'm working on will help be part of that. Yes. um, To at least start it. You first though have to recognize that you're worthy of the help and that you're worthy of the time Mm -hmm. and the energy and the money that it's going to take to get you healed. Which for me, so hard. So hard, man. So hard. And to take those thoughts captive of like, you're not good enough. You're not worth it. You don't want to waste your money or your your husband's working when it's like, Oh, sweet, sweet Jesus. It's like ladies, gentlemen, like you're worth it. You're worth it. And you know, we weren't, we weren't, I don't believe that I was born on this earth to suffer every day of my life. No, There is a lot of beauty out there. And Mm -hmm. if we are in chronic pain, we're not experiencing it. No, we're not experiencing, we're not, not fully. Like there's, there's like, I always think, um, you know, when you're, you want to thrive in all at all seasons of your life. Mm. Um, and there's definitely different ways. Like when, if you are going through chronic pain right now and you feel like, what is my purpose mm. in life? What am I doing right now? Am I doing anything? Like there's different ways for you to still be you mm. and to find out what those are. For to me, it was like, still, I was able to reach out and speak with young girls. I feel like at that time, a lot of, I was able to do that. Things are still pieces. You're able to still be you in that moment when you're in the pit. And it's just so important to still feel like you're living. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was like having, cron- when I was uh, newly pregnant mm-hmm. and I'm throwing up all the time. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm legit. I'm like, this is the, why would anybody do this to themselves? Like this is like torture. Yeah. Um, and I remember an older, wiser man said to me, oh, honey, this too shall pass. And I was like, I'm going to stab you in the throat. (laughs) Nice for you to say. That's Are you kidding? But you know what? He was right. Yeah. Hot dang. It did pass. The season of pain, the pit, the wilderness, however Mm -hmm. you want to categorize those seasons or points in your life, they do pass. They pass, they pass and they pass with purpose. If you allow them to, you Wait, know. that was really you beautiful. Know. Oh, 
No, that was beautiful to mm-hmm. have them pass with purpose. Mm-hmm. It's a, but it's also a choice. It is a choice, and it's an intentional choice. It's an intentional choice because you could you could be pissed off. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and you know what? It sucks. That did suck, and it sucked that it had to happen to you. But you know what? You didn't make it. Yeah, your the end of your story. And let's be clear: you can take a moment for yourself and admit, like, don't don't put poo it. Like, yeah, take a minute, say, cry, cry, you cry, out. baby. First of all, that's good. It's healthy, and say like this is hard. I'm having a hard time. Um, and even now, like I still have hard time and, you know, wanting to have another baby, but the fear is real and wanting to know if like, am I healthy enough still to do that? I'm so much healthier than I was, but you know, yeah, to live in fear is I'm to trying not, not live. To. Yeah. yeah. It's not to, it's not to live. And that's not what God calls us to. Yeah. He does not give us a spirit of fear. And there's so much going on in our world today, especially today that causes that. So mm-hmm. you really have to try harder. So that's why like, it's so, so, so important, especially as moms and as women mm-hmm. and as human beings to just take your thoughts captive and to take those, I'm just telling you five minutes a day of Breathing. This is an infomercial. Five oh minutes a day. Take a deep breath. A, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, retrain your think about the positive. You know, um, yes, negative's truth. There's negative things happening out there, but our minds I just easily go to that place. So we need to work harder and smarter. And you want a life worth living and a life of peace and of joy, which is what the Lord calls us to and gives us to, and he gives us tools to do it. And mm-hmm people to connect with. There's always someone to connect with and someone that is out there to speak truth to you. You just have to be look alive. Look alive people. Look alive. If you want to if you want a community, you're going to mm-hmm. have to go find one. I mean, even if it's if it's Jen, there's so many stories I know you have coming up that and that are some truth that are going to speak to women and people going through Absolutely. different aspects of life and you need to find your tribe. Find your people and love them hard. That's yeah. what I say. Find them um, hard and be graceful. Be graceful because we're all going through something. Mm-hmm. A lot know. of something. A lot of something. And that's why we do this, right? Mm-hmm. Look at this beautiful, mm-hmm. look at her. Are you kidding? You would never ever think, you never look at her and think, oh, she's, oh, she's, she must have been through it. You know, like mm-hmm. we, 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 just because we present uh, highly functioning I've said this so many times. Just because we present highly functioning does not does not mean that I was always this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. We have had to work hard yeah. to get here, oh, and nobody yeah. did it for us. Mm-mm. And I am not saying it's easy. I'm just saying it'll be worth it. So, so worth. You it. know, I think we're gonna stop here. Yeah, that's good. I adore you. You look freaking fantastic. Thanks, I am obsessed with all things Kaylee. Um, and you'll be back because we need to talk more about red light yeah. there, red light therapy oh, yeah, in the, the red therapies. light district. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you, you're you're probably naked. When you're yeah, in red light yeah, therapy. Yeah, oh, so ca- yeah. the red light therapy in, mm-hmm. you know, your red light district. Yeah. Um, coffee enemas, glutathione. Yeah, those are those are just some of the things. No, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm saying I want to do that. Like all these things. I want to be your guinea pig. I'm gonna try all Why the things. Why don't you try all of them and then we'll we'll discuss after. Okay. Um, I want to talk more about um, you know, just other things that you've been through and mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. Just more of your wisdom because I think you're amazing. And thanks, Jen. Why not? So, that being said, if you need anything, if you need someone to connect to, you can find Kaylee on um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email me. You you know we're we're, we're trying to create a, this community. So, reach out. Okay, yeah, reach out. Reach if out. You or someone you know yep. has CRPS or chronic pain or 
any questions of anything we spoke about today Absolutely. or just need someone to say, Hey, you're doing it. I'm That's proud right. of you. Good job. Yep. Just keep going. Till the fact tomorrow. that you found this podcast or this video says mm -hmm. that you're, you're actively searching Yeah, and that's beautiful. So that being said, we love you mm -hmm. and, um, we are so happy that you joined today. Yeah. That's, that's that. Yeah. And if you, you can message, message me at Kaylee Reed, uh, on Instagram. Oh, there's that. Yeah. You should, I should. Yeah. Just think if you, info. yeah. If okay. you need anything. Okay. All right. That's love it. Ya. Love you. Thanks ya. for having me. Of course. I, I'm so proud of you. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's it. Bye. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs>